friends, this is Henrik Palmgren and you are listening to Red Ice Creations Radio. Nice to have you with us. Thank you for tuning in to the program. We are here every Sunday and Thursday recording a new program, as usual, from the west coast of Sweden. Do take a look at our website, redicecreations.com. We have uh, news updates, radio archives, forum, subscriber section, and a lot of resources and links to interesting and uh, important research, videos, reports, and news from uh, around the globe and uh, beyond. So take a look at our website, redicecreations.com. And this is the last Sunday of August. I hope you all have had a good weekend. Uh, we just had a few days here away from September, and this is must be the fastest summer on record, at least for me. It's just incredible how, how this summer has passed by. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad that you're here and tuned in today, uh, because we have our good friend Alan Watt back on the program. Uh, we are returning to our re- regular schedule here. Alan joins us uh, the last Sunday each month. Uh, of course, Alan's website, uh, the main website, is cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Uh, lots of material is regularly posted up there, blurbs and, and so forth, and do follow along on his website. Uh, also take a look at alanwhatsentientsentinel.eu for some uh, transcripts and uh, other info on uh, some other languages than English. Okay, and uh, today I thought we could spend some time talking a little bit about the North American Union, uh, some very interesting events that took place uh, took place in Canada during uh, the last couple of days, just a few days ago. Um, also a, a demonstration, uh, a peaceful demonstration with some really interesting um, developments as it were as the Canadian police attempted to stage uh, riots it seems up there during an, an SPP demo- peaceful demonstration. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Let's uh, bring Alan Watt uh, on the program. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you for, for returning. Who are we? Excellent. Thanks for coming back. It's always nice to have you on the line. Um, you know, as I said, there was a North uh, American Leaders Summit in, in uh, Montebello, I think it's called, uh, Quebec, Canada, just a few days ago. Uh, the Security and Prosperity Partnership Summit, SPP. Uh, and of course the three amigos as it were the presidents of uh, Canada, USA and Mexico uh, met well I don't know if there's much that those string dolls can discuss but I guess it's to, to send a message across that also that the, the North American Union isn't, isn't far off now um, and even, even though the mainstream media still uh, except I guess Lou Dobbs on CNN still uh, the mainstream media is calling this a uh, a crazy conspiracy theory uh, that such things are in the plans, uh, and it's just incredible at the level they keep the discussion of. And and it's uh, you know I, I kind of moved on pretty quickly from there um, and recognized okay so they have plans to join the the continent under a centralized government. No big surprise there. They've done it in Europe. Uh, they're doing it in Africa. They are going to do it in Asia, and they sure as heck are going to do the same in in America. Right, Alan? Yes, no doubt. There's uh, a new plan uh, well written about long ago, and uh, they're just following the agenda. And this week, this past week, and my my blurb on the website, I I played some of the the initial news that came out in 2005 with the first openly um, public uh, signing of the agreements, the first part of the, the open integration for the public, where the, the Council on Foreign Relations was on national television, owned, the, the CBC is owned the, the, by the government of Canada, mm-hmm. like the BBC. Mm-hmm. And from coast to coast, they told us that the Council on Foreign Relations had drafted up uh, the, the bills for the integration and presented them to uh, the politicians. Mm-hmm. And that is true because the Council on Foreign Relations, which is the American branch for the Royal Institute for International Affairs, uh, are the are they they're the group behind this and they're not elected they're a non-governmental organization they're they're chartered by the British Crown hmm. to bring in global government so so it's funny to see the the press backtracking the same press hmm. that was talking about it openly <laughs> backtracking upon it now yeah. though they hadn't said anything before uh, this is pretty typical yeah Ah, it's, it's it's so weird, you know. They keep the discussion on this level. I mean, it's, it's again, it's no surprise, and, and to call it that that this is a, a, you know, whatever a conspiracy theory or that just you know wackos are discussing that they're trying to unite, you know, the American continent. Ah, it's incredible. Yes, it's just, 
what it is is this sort of psychological um, boxing match mm. where we, the public, are in the middle and we're getting punched drunk. We're, we're hit from the left and the right and we're punched drunk. Of course. We'll tell you one story. The same media will admit it to you, what they're doing, mm. and then uh, two weeks later deny it. It's sure. Orwellian doublespeak. Yeah, um, and again, uh, we have <laughs> news coming out. Uh, official news first being released from from uh, I think it was the Pentagon released that they had uh, you know set up an entire budget around creating fake fake news and having fake reporters out there and and all of this and I think the first news release after that was that the previous one was a fake or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and what they're doing is, is creating a form of surrealism until the public don't know what to believe and they mm. simply switch off. Sure, allow it all to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly what what is going on and who can who can unravel it and and that's why in a, in a way, also in regards to mainstream news, I kind of want to keep that on a distance myself and not be too you know <laughs> involved at not least emotionally in it. We, we can study it, of course, because of it's interesting and and trying to track what the heck is going on. But still, I ha- always have that kind of in the back of my mind that I know that this actually might be fake in itself. So you know, don't get too upset about it or or you know what 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 can we do you know in that sense anyway it's just a news report i mean it's it's another thing it's if it's being implemented on and and affected by on our on our lives directly and then we can do something about it but in the meantime i mean it's just news right yes it's just data yeah data yeah that's right <laughs> uh you know another thing of course speaking of uh different kind of unions and and all of this um i guess also that the that the talk of of the the Amero might be ongoing in 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 connection with uh, you know the the North American Union. Uh, we have the same thing again in in uh, in Europe the the euro. So it's no mystery there. I'm I'm sure this is something that's on the horizon. And uh, I don't know what what's your what your take might be on it, but I guess that that the recent uh, economic turmoil that is kind of ongoing in in the states right now might be a precursor to this in in any way is how how are things over there are canada in any way affected by this yeah everyone is there's no doubt you go into the stores for groceries or whatever your staple things and they're going up all the time and mm. everything that's under transportation especially that comes to you through either train aircraft or or big tractor trailers they'll use diesel and the, the cost of fuel is going is soaring up Mm. So everything is tacked on to the prices of all the goods that are shipped. Mm. So naturally, everything is going up and up. However, um, see, money is a means to an end for the big boys. It's not the whole game. It's more important that we believe it's real than they do, in fact, so that we use it. Mm. And uh, they had a plan long ago that step by step they would take you uh, to to a European currency for one generation and, and a, an America's currency for one generation and then one for the far east and then gradually merge the whole lot into one common world currency yeah. so we're just living a script step by step that yeah. was written long ago and they're trading us just to get, accept the change that's all <laughs> and um, yeah exactly it, it takes no crystal balls or you know skyring techniques in order to <laughs> foresee this future it's because it's it's right there it's and it's in the in the works and uh, I think the new, or uh, the new, but the the, the coming uh, world uh, currency. I think it was called the Phoenix, if I remember correctly, the Phoenix currency. Yeah, it could very well be uh, the bird that rises out of its ashes yeah. is reborn every 500 years. <laughs> so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. They do like five. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> it's um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But yeah, money money is such a, a credible trick. But when you look at people today, they've already accepted mainly, or for most of them, the cashless society. They don't use money at all. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's numbers on a computer or paper or whatever. Mm. Uh, uh, as long as they believe it's real and they can buy something with it, they really don't care what it's called, you know. Sure, sure. They really don't care. Sure, it's uh, it's, it's moving towards, uh, you know, we have credits or whatever, exactly. It's and And, of course, one of the potential uh, dangers with with going off uh, uh, off the cash um, is that the, it's very easy for 
if someone wants to, you know, freeze your assets or something like this when you go to an, you know, either if you have to go to an empty ATM, but but if there even that isn't round, you have to pay with your card, and for some reason you're, uh, uh, you're you're non-favorable towards, you know, the, the ruling power or whatever, they can cut you off right there, and you have no no power then. You're a non-person, yeah. You have no power, no rights. You just don't exist. Yeah. And back in um, the 1950s, Bertrand Russell, who was a big, big player in, in planning, helping plan this format for the next hundred years, uh, said eventually we'll train the public to accept credits from the government mm. rather than an employer. And uh, so the government would technically be your employer, and they'd use it as a form of social control. So if you behaved and followed all the rules, you would get a, a full injection of a set amount of, of credit into your account every every Monday. Hmm. But you couldn't save them up. You'd have to spend them all. And if you, that which you don't spend is simply erased every Monday. You begin with the same amount. And if you didn't behave yourself, they would, would, would withdraw that. Yeah. And you couldn't pay rent or for food. And that would be used for a form of social punishment. <laughs> oh my God! And that's what they're aiming at. We're being trained just like laboratory rats. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. You know, I'm thinking about the uh, uh, kind of the development of, of what is referred to as the snitch culture. You know, when you when you uh, tell, you know, on your friends or neighbors or whatever family members that either have, uh, you know, something that is, uh, uh, you know, that is uh, against the law or something like that could get uh, extra credit into your accounts, you know. <laughs> like yes, we have here too, the same programs here too, they call it TIPS. Mm-hmm. And you just tip off uh, on your neighbor, and uh, if they can charge that neighbor with something, mm-hmm. then you get a reward. They're turning us into the new Soviet. In fact, it's already here. Sure, sure. And and everybody's eyes is the, is the eyes of the government, and everyone's going to be hardwired into, you know, that... Uh, with a you know cell phone camera or something like that mounted right into the eyes. <laughs> yes, yes, this is coming. Oh my God, the bionic, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk a little bit about here also is um, last time we talked about uh, mobs, uh, flash mobs as they refer them to, to and uh, and riots and things like this, and. Uh, there is a very interesting follow-up to to that uh, to that story um, that we talked about last time, uh, and this was about a me- a me- during this meeting that we talked about earlier that took place in in uh, Quebec. Um, some peaceful protesters at this uh, SPP or Security and Prosperity Partnership Summit in Canada. Um, apparently, Canadian police was caught attempting to to stage a riot during a peaceful protest. Uh, and this was, of course, after um, a YouTube video was posted about this stuff, and about 200. I w- was in looking at this, and about 250,000 people have seen this so far. And afterwards, of course, the the CBC, as you mentioned, uh, uh, CBC News came out and and said that Quebec police admitted that they went undercover uh, at this protest. Isn't that incredible? Yes, yes. It was a different department of police that caught these guys. Who were they had masks on, but they all had the same police issue boots. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what gave them away. <laughs> and uh, the guys checked them out and found out they were policemen, and they were there to try and start to get the public to riot. That yeah. was their job. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and and I think there was uh, uh, hmm, I can't remember his name now, but I think he was actually a union leader or something like that. And he was smart enough to actually catch these guys and and spot what was what was going on and it, probably if he hadn't been there this could develop into another you know a huge riot basically you know with yes, tear gas and who is to get the young to riot and then they show it on television and and those who are older switch off mentally they just say oh it's the youth again you mm-hmm. know? and that's how this process works hmm. and it's, a, it's an interesting study in psychology when the older ones see the youth rioting they immediately cancel out not only the youth rioting, but the cause. They don't think about the cause either. They put the whole topic out of their minds, and that's a psychological form of like computer deletion. When you're overloaded, they Mm. switch off, the topic goes out of their mind, and they sit back, and and they don't think about it anymore, and they allow these laws and rules to be passed on them, which is bringing them into this brand new scientific slavery Mm. system that we're going towards. Hmm. Incredible. And... uh, 
Yeah, exactly. As you said, this this was to just a few radical. I think it was three guys in total, um, just being up there, you know, with some sticks and you know, stones and, and stuff like this, and and getting ready. They had to other ones there too. They had okay. Hmm. Yeah, they did have other ones. There, every major police department and the RCMP and the security CSIS would even have people involved in there. Uh, you wouldn't believe at the top of most groups, you know, they they have uh, infiltrators. They they always infiltrate groups. They love groups. In fact, they'll encourage them to start up. Mm-hmm. Them, they'll start them up for you, mm-hmm. and they'll lead you because it's much easier to get two or three thousand people doing what you want under the command of one leader yeah. than to try and persuade each one individual uh, individually to actually take action. Yeah, yeah. And, you expect that. And one thing here that's incredible to me is that what the heck were as you said these guys had the same shoes because under underneath the the, the story here is that you could actually see because the police uh, left these three stone throwing mask wearing you know anarchists lookalikes behind the police line and kind of did a, this kind of a fake arrest thing on these guys and during this time of course they were you know down at the at the ground and someone actually took a took a uh, photograph of this so you could clearly see the the souls of of both the uh, the police and and the uh, you know so-called uh, you know anarchists or whatever the stone throwers there, and as you say they had the same shoes on. But I mean, my God, that's so poor planning. I mean, do they want to get caught? I mean, this there's no mastermind behind this plan, you know. <laughs> At least well, this they, one. they hire uh, that level. You see, they, they leave it to the lower orders of their police, etc. Hmm. And so they they're not too swift. No. And uh, and and also too, they don't expect to be caught. They really don't expect to be caught. See, they've been doing this for so many years now, they're becoming cocky about it, very mm-hmm. arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're used to doing it and getting away with it, so they start to slip up. Well, yeah, yeah, that could be. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm certainly, uh, you know, get my my memory is, is taken back to um, a thing that happened here in, in uh, Sweden, in, in Gothenburg, the second largest city in Sweden. In in 2001, when when we have uh, we had huge riots during a EU top meeting in Sweden was hosting the EU. Uh, also, President Bush was here, and this was on the summer 2001. So this was this was previous to to 9/11 and all that. Uh, and basically, the central parts of town were in in, in flames. You know, windows crushed, uh, street furniture was torched, police and protesters were clashing, and one guy was was shot and and I always had this kind of idea in the back of my mind that that something took place there that actually, you know, f- uh, fueled this event even more. There were actually speculation that they let in uh, right-wing extremists to clash with the left-wing extremists in order to, to create this. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, you know, real, you know, professional provocateurs in there and actually, you know, getting this riot going, basically. This is standard. It's standard all down through history, in fact. Uh, even the Romans used to do that sometimes. They'd, they'd take some guys out of the army and dress them in more civilian-type uh, clothing mm. and, and get them to riot. And then the, the, the Caesar would turn his troops out on the whole of society for protection, take the rights away, and then start dominating over the whole lot of them. Mm. Uh, it's old techniques being uh, using provocateurs. Yeah. So I don't see why they'll stop it. And that's why people who go to these meetings have got to be awfully cautious that they don't get carried away with emotion um, yeah. and don't follow along like sheep, you know. Yeah, exactly. That That's right. That's uh, And I guess it's... it's uh, exactly. It becomes kind of a herd mentality as soon as, you know, bottles flow and the an- adrenaline gets flowing, people lose their head, basically, and they're they're stupid, basically, at, at that stage, you know. At that stage, it's, yeah, it is. It's a, as you say, it's a herd instinct that takes over, almost a tribal instinct, mm. and and uh, all reason goes out the window, and and then you, you're getting used for someone else's purpose, Yeah, and you certainly aren't helping your cause. But I understand the frustration, too, amongst sure. people. Sure. Watch this, this, um, this farce of democracy, we're told we're democratic, and yet we really have no say in any part of the future. It's all been planned for us. Mm. Yeah. And isn't that you know again interesting considering what we talked about last time with the with the flash mobs and all that mm-hmm. that the police now actually have to go go in there themselves to create this i mean inherently people might be you know very in that sense very 
perhaps it's because of 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 the you know level of sedation basically through through all the all the stuff that is out there but but more more generally i mean people might be pretty peaceful in in that way and and just want to you know show their um you know anger or disappointment in a in a in a fairly in a decent way you know that they go out there they have their placards and and uh, do a little song and dance or whatever um but but to actually have now police in there and and starting up the riots this also shows you that they themselves might be behind everything of this in order to create the flash mobs create the riots uh, again then to create the the chaos uh, you know that we that we talk about so often here create the chaos in order to to bring in a more uh, heavily police force and you know all of that stuff that's right to, to get um, chaos among society you've got to get someone to to give the pretense the plausible excuse for taking the rights of the people away completely, mm. and, and that's what they're heading towards. Mm. So they will finance uh, terrorist attacks. I have no doubt about it. They've done it in the past. Sure, sure. And um, they've used this, this con game over and over. And, and it, the reason that it works so well is because the lie is so huge. Yeah. And often the cost in lives is so huge. The average person cannot possibly believe that a human being could sacrifice ordinary people just to get an agenda through yeah that's why it works so well yeah yeah, yeah exactly just uh, think back on the uh, i think it was wasn't it fru the force research unit in in united kingdom uh un- under the ministry of defense that actually was behind uh, a lot of the the bombings you know in 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 ireland i think and even in in the united kingdom itself yeah that's right i can remember when the when there was a uh, postal boxes Going, just blowing up uh, in different places in London mm-hmm. spontaneously. No, no one ever saw a terrorist. It's just like the movie Brazil. Mm, yeah. They used this technique in the movie. Um, and no one ever sees a terrorist, but the government keeps shouting terrorism, terrorism. Sure. Of course, the government was behind it. Of course. And uh, it's uh, kind of a suspicion everywhere, and everyone is a potential uh, you know, terrorist, as it were. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's incredible. So this is an old, old technique, and, and um, when they go, want to go to war, they've got to get the excuse to go to war, so they must get public opinion on their side. Sure. Therefore, starting the catastrophe uh, is nothing new at all. They always give you a fairly plausible reason, and um, but they never give you the real reason. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do, do you think... Do you think there will be? Um, I think I don't know if we have talked about this before or not, but um, considering all the talk about the, that they're going to implement um, the new world order under or after rather three world wars, uh, this goes back, of course, to Albert Pike and his letter to Giuseppe Massini and all of that. Uh, but but do you see, you know, um, a third world war? Uh, you know, developing, or, or is it necessary? Do they even have to do that anymore? Is the control so uh, implemented at, at this point? Well, you're, we're in it. <laughs> we are in World War Three already. And see, war, like Professor Carroll quickly said, has different purposes. But one of the main purposes of war, from an elite standpoint, is to, or viewpoint, is, is to change societies in all the conflicting sides. Because during war, government takes over all the major areas of your society and economics. Mm. And bureaucracies just start to grow and grow and grow. Uh, Out of World War II, most of the European uh, economy was totally changed with bureaucracies running the farming industry and all the main industries. Mm. And even the private lives of the citizens with new rules and regulations and taxations. So you, you emerge from a war as a different society than the one you went into it with. Yeah. And it's so funny that Winston Churchill, for instance, uh, used all the propaganda, the usual stuff. There was a whole team of writers that wrote for him for his scripts, like they all do. Mm-hmm. But, but he said, we must fight this Nazi tyranny, this national socialism. Well, Britain emerged from World War II as a national socialistic country. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The government ran the, the, the whole of society, yeah. and yet, even then, Churchill's secretary, his personal secretary, has published a book called uh, Fringes of Power. It was released about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because they must keep it secret for 50 years. This is the, the Official Secrets Act. And this man is now a, a sir who's married into the royal family. Mm-hmm. Really? The, the personal secretary of Churchill, and he said that Churchill was very good at telling the public to, to, to go out and fight to save their culture and their way of life, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to fight these Nazis. And yet, at parties at night, Churchill was talking to his own Peter group, his own ar- aristocracy, and he was saying this is the best thing that ever happened, this war. Mm, he yeah. said, because out of this we'll, we'll, we, will, we will start an economic union and a complete merger of Europe. Yeah. That's, that's published now. It's incredible. We're on a chessboard, and most folk their whole lives never even notice. That's we're right. On a chessboard. That's right, exactly. And, and they're being used. We always see the short-term plans, but we've got to go beyond that and see what, what's the long-range agenda. Yeah. Well, Gulf War One started, remember, in uh, about 1990, and it hasn't stopped. No. Even during the second uh, uh, quiet period, or the first quiet period, they were still bombing Iraq. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. During Clinton's reign, they were sending over cruise missiles every other day. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And, and then they starved uh, millions of people to death in Iraq before they went and invaded it with the second Gulf War. Yeah. And during that time, look at what's happened to the whole world now under terrorism. Society is being uh, made to believe that it must give away all their freedoms uh, for safety. And right after 9-11, every media in the planet was going around to the man in the street uh, within a week saying, would you give up your freedom for security? Mm -hmm. This is all that the agenda is to allow yourself to be managed in a scientifically controlled society. Yeah. And, and at the end of it, like Rumsfeld said, this war might take a, a, a hundred years. He was not talking about the war with the Middle East. He was talking about the war on the whole of society to bring it into a new, uh, very much like um, a brave new world type society mm. uh, where the masses of the people will be purpose-bred and made for their purpose, mm. while the elite, as they have said in their own books, like The Next Million Years, by Charles Galton Darwin, will not alter themselves. Mm. So this is the war. It's a war to change the whole of what we thought was civilization yeah. into a new way where you will have no choices to make on your own. You won't grow up and, and try and find work or make your way. You won't grow up and pick a mate, your own mate, to marry or have children with. It, it will be a very selective system. Mm. And that's what he's talking about. We are in the war now. Um, do you think that this connects with uh, with their idea of what uh, what is commonly known or referred to as the great work, as, as yes. th- that, is, that, that is unperfected by uh, nature, that, that human beings or, you know, humanity, that they are or we are going to perfect it for, you know, for nature? That's right. There are different levels of meaning. The low-level masons are taught that that he is that which he must work on. The rough ashlar, a rough uh, stone. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a individual thing. The great work. But on on the higher levels, of course, they're talking about uh, all of society, uh, the whole structure of society, mm-hmm. um, especially individual will. Uh, they believe in unity. Everything must be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it, according to them, individualism is their worst enemy. Sure, sure. Uh, and therefore they must destroy it. Today we live and we emerge from the industrial era as the mass man with mass movements and mass opinions. <laughs> and, and that was part of the whole thing to get us into the, the idea that we're all one big lump yeah. of humanity. Yeah. Uh, that was to do away with and eradicate individualism. And yet individualism was the only safeguard that we had on this agenda for thousands of years because it's been occasional individuals throughout history Mm. who've managed to to take the agenda and push it right off course into a different direction Mm. that wasn't expected. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, you know, going back to the... To the insect mentality again, the the ant people or whatever trying to create this, because yes. I guess also that under an, if you want to build an empire, if you want to have, you know, all the you know all the fancy all the fancy cities and the empires and and you know all the stuff that comes with that, uh, you have to have a population that that you know doesn't uh, diverge from that agenda of, of what the what the collective should should do as soon as you have a, a you know a rogue individual element in there 
this is potentially dangerous, and that person itself, himself or herself, can take more people, you know, w- with him or her, and bring, you know, ideas into the people of, of uh, into the minds of the other people, you know. That's right. That's right. And again, we have this. It isn't just the elite you have to get through to here. It's, it's the bulk of the population who are stuck in their own little uh, matrix who think that, 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 that their present system is perfect, mm. at least as perfect as it could be. Uh, and those who are doing better financially than others uh, don't think too deeply. Uh, the person on the street has to think much more deeply because they're a few dollars away from utter poverty mm. or starvation. So everyone is trying to save something in this system right now and not let it go any further. And I keep telling them, you can't save something which is teetering in the balance, mm. a huge tower of Babel that's held together with, with band-aids, <laughs> and glue, and yeah. super glue, and it's all teetering away there, and there's so many band-aids on it that we can't keep it up anymore, yeah. it's got to fall down. And, and But the thing is, the elite know this too, mm. and that's why they've decided to build a brand new one, which is their new world order, the new structure. Yeah. And, and we mustn't go their way, we've got to find another way. And the problem is, um, you have so many other people who've already chosen the path they want, although it's been given to them. Mm. They want to keep the system as it is with high competition, the dog-eat-dog system, mm. the shark-infested waters of society where, where, the, where the top shark gets to the top by any means possible, and there's, there's more losers at the bottom than winners at the top in this system. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem. We can't save something. We've got to go in a different direction because our choice now is either to, to, to really prove for the first time, perhaps, that we we have humanity in yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's going to take a huge risk from every individual to trust other people and and put yourself at, at the, in their hands and mm-hmm. them in yours mm-hmm. uh, because we can't go on the way we're going. Uh, as I say, the elite know it themselves, and they've, they've already chosen the next direction yeah. they want us all to go in. That, that's right. I think you're you're, you're right on here. Uh, I also see this as a kind of a, a window of opportunity here as the old system kind of collapsed. They're trying to bring in the new. And at the same time, and this is, I think, central to, 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 the, you know, to the age that we are living in now or the time that we're living in now, that in order to, to keep this, this structure... Um, or in order to have people, uh, how should I put it, coming back to the to the to the system itself, or or relying on the leaders, or relying on the secu- whatever security that is handed to you, they have to maintain this level of of fear in society. They have to keep the the terrorism level high, so people are you know off centered. Uh, they aren't centered within themselves. I mean, and and because of this. People are they're afraid, and their reactions to this is that they're they're petrified and, and they're scared, and because of this, they're gonna turn to any form of security or control uh, that is given to them. You know. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, and it's all promises of security. It doesn't mean you're going to get security. Yeah, that's right. It's all promises. As politicians are very good at giving promises, and but really, yeah, it's for an ulterior purpose, as you say. Mm. That the purpose is to train everyone to simply obey, do what you're told. We know from their own writings and publications that they want to vastly reduce the population of the planet. Yeah. We know this. And the most efficient way to do it is to get people going into crowded areas or cities already overcrowded and then start releasing agents. I have no doubt this will happen. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing for years now from the, the usual experts they drag out that the plague is just around the corner. <laughs> it has to come. Mm-hmm. And they mean this, you know. Yeah. Um, that's what, again, the average Joe citizen will have a hard time comprehending. Uh, they can't believe anyone could be so monstrous as to do that because I personally couldn't do that, therefore they couldn't do that. Yeah. That's a rationale. Exactly. But these guys literally sit uh, like insects themselves at the top think tanks and, and calmly discuss vast re- population reductions. They, they talk about um, these are the same people who, throughout the Cold War talked about using uh, bioweaponry on, on the Soviets and European countries if necessary. 
mm-hmm. uh, including their allies. If their allies started to get taken over, even Britain, if Britain was to get taken over, they would release all these, these uh, bacteriological devices on the citizenry. And uh, rather than have the British eventually succumb and the next generation be brought up as Soviet, mm-hmm. these, these are cold-hearted creatures at the top sure. who are paid to, to, to do this stuff on a daily basis. And, and in, in, a, in a system as ours, uh, those guys are, are kind of bound to actually rise to the top because, the, the, again, the, the structure of the system itself is, is kind of laid out in that way that if you are uh, totally ruthless and, and disconnected, as you say, no, no, uh, um, you know, no connection with, with uh, you know, the empathy and all that, um, you, you, you can manage to, you know, um, step, on, step on bones to get to the position that you want to get and so forth. Yes, this system, as I say, is a deviant system. And only the deviants, the psychopathic types, can, can get up there. Where else, if you're a, a decent, good society, where else could these guys even get jobs? Mm. <laughs> Who wants mass murderers? Yeah, yeah. Huh? That's right. And if they're on the payroll, these characters are on the payrolls of, of the, uh, the secret services and the big bioweapons think tanks uh, all over the world. Yeah. It's a scary thought that... that uh, and this is what they do, and I've read reports from reporters in Britain who've gone into the bioweapons facilities like Port and Downs, mm-hmm. and they've published articles in British newspapers. And this one fellow in the Daily Mail, I think it was, he said, I couldn't believe how, how these guys calmly sat around in the, in the coffee room, the tea room, mm. uh, just before they went to work, and calmly discussed their, their, their race-specific bioweapons. <laughs> um, how it could release and target a specific race or DNA type, mm. and also have it sweep through a whole country in a matter of 10 days, and actually program the viruses to self-destruct after the, the billionth the reproduction. Mm. Uh, I mean, just like com- program like a computer. Sure. This is normal, everyday science to these guys now. Uh, I mean, again, if they have if they have a background in in the military, this is no. Uh, you know, it, it isn't that far-fetched uh, to have that idea, and, and then the, it, this, these kind of ideas aren't that far off. As you say, they, they go to work. This is the work for them. They're totally disconnected, and also, of course, as the kind of a, as we talked about if, before, the, they see themselves as these navigators of this society. And you know, it's kind of, I guess, the mentality up there is that you know, it's too bad, but we have to do it. You know, if it, if no one else does it, it's it's going to get real ugly. You know, so so it's it's rather fortunate that we are here and actually doing this dirty work. You know, that's right. It's it's very similar to someone having to put down their pet dog. Mm, yeah. And, and and there's always someone in the family who who will make the person feel better all that has to be done, there's nothing else we can do, and it will save them suffering in the long run, etc., etc. Well, it's the same kind of conversation they have at the top in these think tanks. Uh, The the population must be reduced. Uh, The poor souls are in chaos anyway. The system's going down the hill. It can't go on much longer. So we're just ending their suffering uh, for them. Mm, Yeah. That's the same kind of rationale that's being used at the top. And I've heard some of them personally mm-hmm. in my travels throughout the world who've told me that to my face, just in that manner, in fact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quite calmly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are also educated into this system. They're, they're new people are coming in and they are educated into this uh, you know, kind of mentality and these kinds of conclusions about society, uh, the world, where we're going and so forth, and people, again we return to the idea that people are, aren't thinking of themselves, they're just trained into an idea of, of what is happening on the planet and how things are going to go, and based on that they develop their new you know, ideas or solutions or you know, they develop some something new out of that, so again it, it's, it's more like the, the the ultimate conspiracy is kind of the it's the it's the system in itself the the how things are structured because this is a, again self perpetuating it's it's something that has an, a life on its own now. It's a life on its own exactly, and as long as you have a money system, or a, even a credit system, or any kind of reward system, it, you you simply will bring in the same structure again mm. because the same types will prosper through it. 
and that's always been the way over and over down through the ages. Uh, you can't keep the same reward system and, and bring in a different party with a different policy or Marxism or anything else because it always ends up back on the same path. Mm. Hmm. It's got to be a different way altogether. Yeah. And now the elite have said themselves that the, the future society for the peasantry, basically, uh, will be one where they're born to serve the state. They mean the world state. Mm, yeah, sure. And that will be your duty to serve the world state, which really means serving them. Mm. Uh, so uh, we have to do it a different way, I think, and that's a matter of, of can we retain our conscious minds, our individuality, and do something similar, but not for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, inherently, I'm, I'm not, you know, <clears throat> against... Uh, the the idea of, of of course joining together and working that's what it's all about uh, that's not uh, at least what I'm you know uh, saying that we aren't supposed to do here just because speaking of individualism and and people are all I guess are sometimes confused by that idea and I think that just because you're uh, you know not a you know communist in that sense you know that you're against working together and all that but that's not the idea here the idea is is still that if if you know if we have strong individuals uh i think that those are best the best capable people of actually working together and get something done yes yes they are and and the and trick true enough the best leaders are the ones who are unconscious of the fact that they are leaders oh yeah <laughs> when they become conscious that you're a leader hmm. you start second guessing yourself hmm that's interesting yeah hmm and i, I guess as you mentioned, the the trick here then also is to, or rather, not to be uh, dragged into uh, into their system of control or their system or, or what what version of society that they're going to offer you in the end. Uh, the trick here is to, and I, I mean, who knows how, what the how this actually will come about and so forth. But it, it, you know, what what I see is is developing some kind of you know. Uh, again, alternative uh, society as the as the old one collapse and and as the new one comes in or that they bring that in. Um, hopefully, there will be a lot of people that aren't interested in, in being part, you know, of of the new of the new structure and and what it will mean to enter into that. And hopefully, also again, that there will be some kind of place, you know, on the planet that this actually will be uh, possible to, uh, you know. To be or to live or to you know to grow your food and all this stuff you know that's the that's the idea here you know that's the idea and and again it's, it's a hard thing to even look at because it seems a mission impossible sure uh, and because you look at all the people today and they're still stuck in their tribal instincts mm. uh, people are still stuck with a tribal mentality uh, where they always have a favorite group who's their enemy. And, and if we just eradicate that group, then everything will be fine. You yeah. never look in the mirror and say, well, wait a minute, maybe I'm the problem. Too. Sure, exactly. Because the problem is innate within all society. And that's what went back to religion in ancient times, pre-Christian, mm. where they debated the nature of evil, what evil actually was. Mm. And, you know, your whole concept of living and, 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 and right and wrong um, alters and it has altered drastically when you realize that they used religion from the top with some good um, social values stuck in there to make uh, society work at the bottom. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, but when, you, when Nietzsche said that God is dead, mm-hmm. uh, that changed an awful lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Be- because when you suddenly wake up and realize that for thousands of years, man had never thought, um, uh, he did nothing. He said nothing that didn't draw inspiration Mm. from the absolute belief that there was a God, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything that, that he thought and did and saw in life was related to his teaching along that avenue. When God was thrown out the window, you behaved, suddenly all those values are gone, mm-hmm. and, yet, and nothing was given to replace it. Mm-hmm. And so they stumble along and are given this new system of commercialization, uh, competitiveness, mm-hmm. Uh, dog eat dog, <laughs> sure. Uh, psychopathic type system, mm. uh, which which again can't go on for too long, but that's where it came came from. Is is man really is a spiritual creature? We we are human. We are in the world of matter, but we're also spiritually based. Mm. And so we we don't know what it is. We just know 
that there's something beyond all of this. Sure, definitely. It isn't just a fear of death, although that's used by the major religions and the New Age religion, mm. which is really an old age religion, which they bring up at the end of an age. <laughs> that's right. But, that's uh, right. Uh, you find that uh, people instinctively know there's something bigger than all of this, mm. but it's definitely beyond any of the, the teachings that he's been given uh, to follow. Mm. Uh, however, the world itself, the world of matter, that, that is at war with spirit at all times, mm-hmm. um, will try and blanket that out of your mind and make you concentrate on the purely physical mm. side of things. Mm. So you're caught up in this mad rush of, of competing and accumulating and getting ahead and, and getting above the poverty level, which everyone's terrified of. That's his main sure. trust really in the system is to keep you in check. Sure, but yeah, exactly. This again, this is ties back to that they are also playing on your, on your basic fundamental, uh, you know, fears and also of course needs. You know, survival, having food for the day and stuff like this. Again, it always yeah. turns back to this. And and it's to say, if if we can disconnect from from that, the fear that 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 you know uh, brings with it, as it were, and also, uh, I, I think. If if you can develop as a spiritual nature in order, let's say that you can be at peace with yourself and actually trust that the that the universe in itself actually is, is something that is going to make sure that you survive. You know that you trust that that things will be uh, given to you in order to so you can you know sustain your life, continue living. Even uh, even there, tremendous amounts of fear would would you know uh, would be overcome. You know. So you you can't have the better side of human nature manifest on a large scale in this particular system. In fact, it stunts it. It doesn't allow it. Mm. Because, as you say, it's fear-based. When fear is predominant, any other emotion is suppressed and kept at the bottom. Mm. So you're not allowed to grow as a human being mm. and and find yourself and find out all the, uh, the decency, even, mm. within yourself because you are worried about being poor and sick and lonely and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. or even without a, a home. Yeah, uh, exactly. But if, if that was all gone, then you could you could develop to the maximum, and that's never been allowed to happen before. Hmm. Wonder what world <laughs> it would be if people, I mean, think of all the, you know, all the, even stuff, basic stuff. I, again, I, I return to that idea of, um, you know, even I- inventors that are, you know, inventing incredible stuff and, and, Everything connected from you know free energy, of course, or, or you know whatever term that actually is, but um, being able to to tap into other forms of energy. Yeah. Uh, th- there's so many things out there that that humans are are capable of of doing and producing, and and even in a system like this one, people are uh, you know breaking through that level and actually are inventing stuff like this. And and what what's the consequence? What what do the elite do? Well, they either buy it up or, you know, murder the guy that, that's behind it or a gal, you know? <laughs> yes, because you can't, they can't allow uh, freedom of any kind yeah. to manifest in their system. They would lose control. And, and I always tell people, you know, George Bush and others, I'm sure it's to become worldwide under this world socialist type system. They want everyone tested psychologically from birth to death every yeah. year yeah. to see if you're Uh, a, a throwback, you've got a, a recessive gene, or whatever it happens to be, you may become a criminal. Or mm-hmm. and, and remember, even the definition of criminal can be expanded to include anything they want. Of course, yeah. Including including an original thinker. So um, sure, I, I propose that we should do the opposite way. We should demand that those who want power over us all go through the testing to see how many of them are psychopaths. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Th- those who scream for the power are, are not the guys who <laughs> are gonna, yeah. you know, are supposed to have the power. That's the idea. <laughs> no one should be allowed to even go into your local school board mm. and sit on your school board or have any decision-making uh, over you uh, without being thoroughly and tested and frequently tested. Mm. And their whole uh, life and associations exposed to the public at all times because yeah. unless that happens you're going to have the psychopathic type always gravitating towards power mm. which is like a magnet to them yeah exactly that's that's right and 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 there is a kind of a again i mean it's not strange a strange idea that that 
you know, psychological illness is, is out there. People are, you know, I mean, people are, are sick. Uh, and, and even the, because also, I mean, we, were, we are being teached uh, stuff about how to take care of your, your body. Well, actually not that well <laughs> when you consider yeah. even that, but, but okay, g- given the, the idea that the, the, the discussion is, is there anyway. But speaking of, of um, you know, in psychological terms, there isn't even a, you know, talk about this. I mean, our people teach this kind of stuff in school, how to, you know, uh, develop or, or learn to live with your own psychology, what is your being and so forth. There's, as far as I know, there's not not a single discussion about this in, in any school, as, as far as I'm aware of, anyway. No, there's not. There's not. No, this is a system we're in, and every part of it, it takes its orders from, from the department above it. Mm. Education itself is, is simply a matter of standardization. It's a method to standardize everyone into the same mindset. Daniel Webster was a great orator, a professional orator in the U.S., and he said that in the, in the 1800s. He says, um, we shall bring in a school system, an education system, to basically standardize a particular type of culture that'll be well behaved and will serve the state. Hmm. And that was the purpose of education. Hmm. Now you have international education under UNESCO and International Educational Association hmm. to make sure that you've got a world culture all being trained along the same um, indoctrinations so that wherever you go, you're going to get the same opinions from the people who all had the same brainwashing. Hmm. Yes, the scientific right. process, yeah. like Bertrand Russell said, mm. of indoctrination. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and even if there are people out there who are different opinions, it's just about not letting them have a room to speak in or or anything like that. You know, leave no no space to to uh, you know whether their opinions about something. So just just censor and leave those out, and we'll uh, you know we'll be on our way towards our agenda. You know. <laughs> That's right. That is right, but that's the whole point of this whole system. Psychopathic systems can only give you a psychopathic culture from the top down. Mm-hmm. And that becomes normal after a generation. Uh, you don't question why you're being trained to go into the world and compete and compete with everyone around you and to be cunning and clever and work your way up over over other people, mm-hmm. outsmart other people, defame other people if necessary, just get up there. Mm-hmm. But this is all through society. Those who start to wake up today, you'll find this, especially in the fringe group, there's always an element mm-hmm. of, the, of the, the ultra-paranoid types and almost schizoid types. Mm-hmm. They, they will jump immediately into believing it's something from beyond that's in control of the world mm-hmm. because they can't believe because they think they're so smart that they've been such, so hoodwinked so long mm-hmm. by human beings. Mm-hmm. That's precisely what it is. It's a, it's a part of nature that we all have, to an extent, some form or another, mm. uh, that's been allowed to manifest over the good side of us. Yeah. And remember, at the top, they don't believe in good and evil. Yeah. Hmm. I, I watched a, a documentary with a camera crew from Canada that went into a party in Hollywood where the big sci-fi writers were there, uh, Spielberg and all these guys. Mm. And they asked the same question to all these horror and sci-fi writers do you believe in good and evil? And everyone gave the same answer as Spielberg did. He said, there's no such thing as good and evil. He said, it's a matter of human judgment on the course of events as to what mm. benefited what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was a Kabbalistic answer he gave because they're all into the Kabbalah. Mm. They don't believe that there is such a thing as good and evil, but it's quite interesting. It's, it's almost as though when we look at the whole society at the top, and the warmongers that are there, mm. we're actually seeing manifested evil in these people. Mm. It does exist all right. And, and we know what it does. It's a, it's a destructive thing. It's a destroyer. And we're living through this system right now with these guys in charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and, and even going back to the, to the idea of, of if this is something from beyond... Uh, if we consider what a human being is, and if we ponder upon what consciousness itself is, and the, and the soul and the will of the pe- of of a person, I mean, that in itself is very mysterious. In that sense, is a, is a mystical element to it, and I at least think that that is in itself is something from beyond, you know. <laughs> but there's it is, it is in a sense in that um, 
if you look even in, in the Old Testament for the West, they gave us the, the Christian and, and, and the Old Testament from Judaism, but they eradicated all the previous stuff, basically. Mm. Uh, but even in there, they have uh, uh, the Jesus figure being accused of bringing in a new law. Mm, yeah. And he's, and wasn't Moses good enough? <laughs> and his answer was, that was given because you were base at that time. You were a base people, primitive mm. people. Mm. Mm. And, and that's what it meant. Mm. <laughs> in other words, you go through these phases in life, these cycles of society. Sure where people are either very base and aggressive and uh, and competitive mm-hmm. and jealous and envious and all those things. And it is try- and the whole the message, the antidote, was to be completely different, mm. uh, where you, you gave out to other people rather than expected it all to be taken in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see, these things are innate within humans, and we have the decisions uh, within ourselves as, as to the path that we take. In fact, we're the yeah. only creature on the planet that has that ability to choose. Hmm. Yeah. Other creatures follow their instincts. And yet when people, actual human beings, start following nothing but instinct, you end up with an animalistic culture uh, and a destructive culture. When the other side is manifested, great changes can be made. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, we, we are, in the end, uh, <laughs> we don't know what the purpose in that sense of, of, of humanities or, or where we're going, we can, of course, have philosophies about it and so forth, philosophize about it, but, um, you know, considering what you what you said there, that's that's very interesting that that we are, we're, we're going through these different phases, and, and I myself think that we are actually, um, how should I put it, we are being, well, maybe not guided, that's the wrong word, but well, in a form guided, but but we are going through these different phases, and this is a way for us to to actually figure out what we are ourselves, uh, wh- what what we are doing here, where we're going, and and what the purpose of everything is. This is like a big, well, it is like a like a test or or whatever you want to call it in in that sense. And and at the end of the day, I see no. I see no danger in, in, in all of this that is going on, in all, in all the horrible stuff that is happening on the world and so forth. At the end of the day, when, when you know, considering what is going on and the miracle of, of life and all this, I'm not, I'm not that emotionally taken away uh, by all the, all the bad stuff that is happening on this planet. That is something that I, I keep on the, you know, very close to my consciousness all the time and, and trying to do the best in order to, to change the world and all of this and all of that. But but in the end, uh, at least I return to the idea that that this is something more. This is a very spiritual journey, uh, and and we are being going through different epochs at different times. If we are returning return to this planet again and again, who knows? But uh, that's how things is, and that's how I look at it, at least. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even an individual journey in the one lifetime is supposed to take you from a complete beginnings. Uh, with all of the possibilities yeah. they could possibly do, not be stunted along the way, but yeah, make mistakes too, but learn from them. Sure, yeah. And as I say, that was the whole tradition of elders in, in the past times. Mm. Elders were highly respected, uh, and that's why they, they destroyed the, the generations and the communication between the generations, mm. because elders had the wisdom that they accumulated through their lives. They'd made all the mistakes, and they got over them. Mm. And um, they did manage to, they did advise the young as to the pitfalls and what to avoid. Today, though, we have such an immature society that, that they don't know. They don't know um, anything of wisdom to pass on mm. to the youth. Yeah. They've been producers and consumers their whole lives, and they're buying and shopping to the bitter end, looking for material things to substitute that big black hole inside them that sucks everything in, mm. they're not replacing it with the proper things, which, as you say, is almost a spiritual food that they used to call it in ancient times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, hey, listen, Alan, I think that this is a, is, a, is a good time to round things off for this time, but I, I want to kind of leave uh, on a positive note and again returning back to the um, to the idea, that, uh, to the thing that we talked about earlier, the... the the, the pros, protest at, at this uh, SPP summit in, in Canada uh, and just incredible to show you you know what you can do with a 
what the heck you can do with a DV cam or a cell phone camera these days and, and an internet connection. Just upload some footage and uh, helping expose. I mean, it's very simply done. It's, it's awesome that this thing came out and I think that that is a very positive note in order to kind of, uh, you know, see through the agenda and, and, and beginning to get smart. It, it's one level up at least, if I, if I can say it like that. It's one level up and it's also something to remember because this will be used in every future demonstration the same techniques exactly so keep an eye on that everybody um, yeah and again I want to I want to mention you know again Alan's website of course cutting through the matrix.com uh, take a look at, at reality check part one it's, it's up there for free that you can stream uh, Alan has available reality check part two a lot of CDs and stuff uh, Alan tell us about your website you'll tell also mention your uh, international one again Yes, there's CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and there's also AlanWattSentinel.eu where they can get uh, transcripts in other languages for Europe and download them for free of the talks that I've given in the past. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, thank you for a great discussion, Alan. I'm looking forward to speaking to you uh, again next time. Until then, uh, thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure.